softly fades the night of day as our campfire dies away. Silently each scout should ask, have I done my daily task? Have I kept my honor bright? Um, shall I guiltless sleep tonight? So, hello and welcome to the very first episode of this unnamed uh, podcast by a group of scouts, four scouts. Um, as is the format going forward, we'll have a guest and they'll be interviewed by a group of scouts. So today our guest will be Sonia Whitehead, who is a GSL at 25th Thursday Scouts. And if I'm right in remembering, she's also a Queen's Guide. Was it, Sonia? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Queen's Guide, yeah. Excellent. So the group, as you can see here, we've, we've got Oscar and Emily. We've got Andrew, Erin and Alina. And they've prepared some questions for you. So I'll hand Wonderful. off our guest hosts. Right, so who's going to start first? <clears throat> I think you've just been nominated. <laughs> um, right, so, Sonia, what got you into scouting in the first place? Well, actually, I came to scouting through guiding, and I started in brownies when I was six, I think. And I got into brownies because my mum had been in brownies and guides when she was younger, and she really liked it. So, um, and she really wanted me to give it a try. And I got started, and... I've been in there ever since. Really loved it. Okay. Oscar, do you want to take the next question? Yeah, so is that mainly what got you into leading as well? Yeah, I started as a leader when I was, I think, either 18 or 19. No, I must, no, I must have been 19 um, years old. Um, I had been through all of the guides and, and came out the other end and then just went straight into leading. And um, just so happened that the leaders at my guide group that I'd grown up through, um, they finished and had left and they needed some more leaders. So I started and just went from there, really. And then I'll, when I got into, when I, I came over here um, what, 11 years ago now, um, I had two boys and a girl. Um, so guiding wasn't really going to work for that so um i got into scouts so that i could have all of my kids going you know and help out all my kids so that's how i got into scouts alina do you want to take the next question um yeah what was your favorite moment as a scout leader oh wow oh there's been so many um Oh, picking just one, that's really hard. <laughs> um, I would probably say when I first started as a scout leader, uh, sorry, as a guide leader, um, I had a group of girls, we went camping, and we, I'd organised for us to have a kind of like a, a goo fight. So we all had a pot of goo, and we just kind of fling it at each other and throw it and then shower off and everything at the end of the day so I just used flour and water and put different colors in it and things everyone had put flour and water and we all threw it and it was great fun we all had great fun until we realized that flour and water turns to glue and it was all through everyone's hair and all of these girls had really long hair and we had about 15 or so girls with really long hair just full of this gunk that we couldn't get out um, and we had the campfire on that night so we all sat around the campfire and then sort of turned to our right and then you had a, we all had combs and things and we had to comb the person's hair in front of you 
And so someone was combing, you'd be combing someone's hair and then someone behind you was combing your hair. And we just did that for hours and hours singing camp songs, just trying to get this goo out. And it was memorable, both, it's a sweet and sour memory, both good and bad. It was really funny, but it, I had to apologise to all the parents as they came to pick up their, <laughs> their kids because their hair had stuck to the pillows overnight and it was just a big mess. So when I have done that game again back with St. Matt's when I was with them, um, we used rice flour and I tested it well and truly in bits of hair first to make sure that it didn't stick and it didn't and it was fine. And all the girls with long hair wore uh, swimming caps to keep their hair clean. So I learned. Sounds like it was good fun. Uh, Emily, do you want to take the next question? So what do you think is the most important part of scouting? Um, I think the important, I've always maintained that everyone has a superpower. Every single one of us has a superpower, but we don't always know what it is. And sometimes it takes us, can take some people years to find out what their superpower is. But I really try in scouts to make sure both leaders and the scouts and anyone who's part of our group finds their superpower or at least has attempts so many different things that they find a few things that actually they're a bit better at than everybody else and they might have a special skill or a bit of talent in that area. So for me, that's what I is important for me in scouting is making sure every single one of us finds what their superpower is, the thing that they're really good at. And you can only find that out by trying things, all sorts of different things and trying them quite a few times. So that's why I love. Wow, that's quite inspirational. Uh, anyway, Erin, do you want to take the next question? Um, before you were talking about campfire songs as you were like combing the hair, yeah. what is your favourite campfire song? Like, Wow, okay. Um, I actually like, or oh, I love all the loud and the rowdy ones and the silly ones like, um, you know, about eating worms and, you know, there's loads and loads of different ones. And I, I learnt one when I went to help out St. Matt's just last summer. They were at Gilwell and one of their leaders got sick. Gilwell is their headquarters in London. Um, and one of their leaders got sick. So I went down to help out for a couple of days. And they, we had the campfire there and there was all of these young sort of young leaders from all over the world who were there helping and doing um they were actually they were probably leaders because they were 18 and they were helping out with the campfire and they're all bringing different songs from their own countries and it was fantastic so there was songs about there was one called about a mango which i'm going to have to remember all the words i can't remember right now so that was a really good one but my absolute favorite has still got to be um called canadian vespers and it's a very gentle song um, and the words are softly fades the night of day I won't sing because you know <laughs> this is going to be recorded <laughs> softly fades the night of day as our campfire dies away silently each scout should ask have I done my daily task have I kept my honor bright um, shall I guilt the sleep tonight um, and the words are really really lovely so I loved it so much that my mum passed away about seven years ago now and she was a guide leader she was a guide and the guide leader and then she was in trefoil and things um and so um all my old girl guides girl guide leaders and people i'd grown up with we all went and sang that at her funeral 
so that's kind of got a special meaning for me that one another very emotional question wow yeah yeah I love everything very emotional <laughs> um uh, I mean, on question. the topic of camps are there any particularly important ones or ones that you look forward to well, we haven't yet, at first, we haven't done the week-long camp yet, and we were going to do that this summer, but of course, coronaviruses had other plans for us. So I'm really looking forward to doing a week-long camp with you guys, because it's the way we, I get to, by, at the end of a long week-long week camp, you really, really get to know each other a lot more. I get to know you a lot more. You guys get to know us a lot more. So I'm so looking forward to doing a one-week camp, because... We just haven't done it yet. And another one I'd love to do, I've been training for this for a few years now, is I want to do a lightweight camp where we all have our stuff with us. We can only take about eight or so up. Um, and we go up um, hill climbing right up to the top of a mountain and then stay up there. And in my training, I've just done um, mountain leader training last summer, which was brilliant. And there was a lovely little place that we found and it's um, just a body of water right at the top. We could drink the water straight from um, the, the Khan Lake, whatever you call it. And there was, um, it's in Wales and it's beautiful. So I'd really love to take you guys there one day. We went there and it was a full moon and we were camped there by the side of this body of water, right at the top of a mountain with the full moon reflected over the water. And it was lovely. So that's one of my other ones I'm really looking forward to one day when, when we're all past all of this business that's going on. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it's going to be very fun. And speaking of in the future, what are your plans for the future and your scouting career? For the future, well, I never really intended to be GSL. That kind of just happened by accident. I just really wanted to be a scout leader and I'm missing it terribly. So um for the future, I probably will stay in GSL for a bit to kind of help get us all more, get Burswood more stable. And I think I want to make sure that I keep in touch with doing things with either the Cubs, the Beavers or the Scouts, but I want to stay. I don't want to go up and you can in scouting go up and do district commissioner and county commissioner and things like that. But it's too, too far away from the fun for me. So I want to stay at the grassroots level um i just want to do stuff with you with you lot and have have lots of fun and watch you all grow it's the most wonderful privilege being a scout leader watching you guys grow i've known oscar in particular since and erin since you were both 10 and a half or so when we first started and watching you grow up is just been just such a privilege it's lovely watching you develop and grow into from kind of slightly shy young people to really confident young men and women it's it's wonderful so that's where i want to be in the future i want to stay right at that level just purely kind of out of interest what's your favorite way to light a fire <laughs> say that again sorry favorite fire lighting strategy oh my favorite fire lighting well as you know, I have quite a few. <laughs> One of the ones I'd really love to try that I've not tried before is a proper flint and steel. So not the magnesium rod that we use, but a proper flint and steel. Um, so I'd love to try that. But my favorite, favorite way is probably still the battery and steel wool. I really like that. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, 
one of the ones I have done is lighting a fire using a magnifying glass and a piece of paper. That was really good fun. And then, because it doesn't usually work very well, you have to have a black spot on the piece of paper. And it actually takes, it's quite hard, it takes quite a lot of skill to do it and then to develop the ember enough that you can then put it in something else combustible and then blow the ember up into a flame. Um, so that was great fun. But taking it even further, I saw something on YouTube where they had a bottle of water and they used the curve on the bottle of water to as a magnifying glass to light a fire. And I practiced about two or three summers ago, I practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and I got it happening and I managed to do it about three times. So that's probably going to top the lot as my favorite way. <laughs> wow. Sounds like an achievement. Uh, <laughs> who wants to take the next question? I can. Um, I was just wondering, do you have any like snacks or meals that you've made at camp and that are just signature to you? Oh, yeah, I do have a few, actually. <laughs> um, onion bombs. Really like onion bombs, which is a couple of the outside layers of onion and you stuff it full of either meat or a vegetarian alternative inside. Um, they are really good. Yeah, Oscar knows about those ones. And um, camembert, um, a piece of camembert wrapped in foil just on the side of the fire and you keep turning it around and you poke a few blueberries in it before you start. That's really nice. So camembert and ash cakes for breakfast are really good because there's nothing quite like a uh, yeah, little, well, the ash cake, which is like a type of a bread, but you cook it straight onto the ashes. There's no pots or pans involved. So backwards cooking is my signature but those ones in particular camembert ash cakes and onion bombs yeah it seems like oscar's <laughs> nodding quite profusely then agreeing that they were very he's nice been on, he's been on um, quite a with me <laughs> uh, yeah um so on the topic like so you said that you've had your best moment what was your absolute worst moment in scouting well mm. That would take some thinking. I, I would say maybe slightly combined with the realizing that the other uh, um, glue, the, the weak glue doesn't come out of the girl's hair. That was probably a, right up there. But the other worst one was going on camp one day, getting all organized, rushing down to the campsite and I had my kids with me as well. And then realizing I'd left all the food at home. <laughs> I had to call my husband and say, please, please, can you come down to the campsite and bring the food? Yeah, that bag that's all wrapped up and neat in a neat little bow in the um, fridge. Can you bring that? Because it's got all the food in it. So that would that was quite embarrassing. Must have been. I mean, at least it wasn't something too detrimental, like a tent blown <laughs> away or something. <laughs> yeah, we were actually. Um, it was. We weren't. We were only at Dunham, so it wasn't too far away. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been. But it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was lucky. So, um, next question. If I may. Go on, see. Um, so, obviously we've got the scouts here, we've got yourself. Um, what would you say to anyone who is thinking about signing their child up to, to scouting? I would say I think it's just about the best thing that you could you could do for your kids, um, mostly because um, it's scouting is so different to anything else, any of the other activities 
um, especially if you get a good scout group that is um, youth led or as youth led as possible, um, it gives kids a, a, a feeling of empowerment, which I think they don't always get in um, the rest of their life. There's a lot of being told to do this and told to do that, and this is how you do it. So at Scouts, I, I, I really love that aspect of it. Um, the other thing I think is really valuable for kids is to be able to um, experience so many different situations that you don't experience in any yeah, everyday life. I mean, most people have never cooked onion bombs over a campfire and only had you know, nothing but a glove to, to pull it out with. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the, you know, abseiling and archery and caving, uh, all of those sorts of things are things that most people haven't really experienced unless they've been in Scouts. So there's a lot of kids. I remember there was one Scout that I had back quite a few years ago who was quite meek and mild and felt he couldn't really do things. Um, he wasn't very, he had a lot of sort of some other physical problems that meant that physical things were really difficult for him until, until he found the tuck shop and the tuck shop was his thing. It was his special thing that he knew he was good at. He loved it. He was really good at it. And he was able to run that tuck shop like nobody's business. It was brilliant. So that's what I think I, I think kids benefit most from scouting is there's so many different opportunities from it. So yeah, I'd, I'd tell everyone to join and then volunteer and help out the leaders as well. <laughs> yeah, being in Scouts, uh, all of us can agree that it is a place where you can get new experiences, all sorts of new things you can learn and you can do stuff that you wouldn't normally be able to do at home, like like you said, abseiling, hiking, mm -hmm. uh, cooking with campfires, everything is really basically under your wing absolutely yeah yeah so have you got any others any other questions what would your favorite badge be to teach badge oh um probably the survival badge i think because that's kind of my thing um i quite like all the survival stuff so that's quite good fun and it's one of those skills that that um when you get it, you, when you can do it, um, it's great. It's great fun. It gives, it, it's one of those things that once you know how to light the fire, there's probably, you know, say so any, anyone in your class, if they're not in scouts or guides, probably wouldn't know how to light a fire and keep it going. And it seems a really simple thing because you strike a match, put it to paper, but actually lighting a proper fire and keeping it going, especially under difficult circumstances when the wood's wet or it's windy or whatever, that's actually quite tricky, but once you know how to do it, you'll know it for the rest of your life. Um, and you never know one day in a zombie apocalypse, it might really come in handy. So, <laughs> so I, I love survival badge for that reason. Completely true. Yeah. <laughs> um, if there's one thing that you would like to relive in scouting, what would it be? What sort of moment would it be? Oh, that's tricky. You guys asking great questions. Probably. Okay. I think, we, um, I went, did some training in um, climbing uh, to, do, to go to a trip to Morocco with a scout group, um, with you know, a, a district or county-wide thing. So we went to Morocco and we were abseiling down a waterfall in Morocco. And it was just so much fun that we all went up the top and did it again. So I think abseiling down the 
uh, waterfall in Morocco was probably one of the moments I would quite happily do again. Aline, are you going next? If you were to um, if you were to go back to your childhood, what um, what like camp would you've done again? Um, a camp. Oh, there were so many. So when I was very little, I was in brownies and in, in brownies in Australia at the time, you always stayed indoors and there were lots of great themed um, brownie camps that we had so much fun with. But I would probably think the one that sticks out is um, when I was 13, we needed, I, I did my, um, I did a camp where I had to run the whole thing and I had to do everything. So at the nowadays it's called a passport, but I had to run the whole camp and you get a badge for it. And well, the thing that you got from it was a lanyard. It was a, because um, we all had a whistle that went on the end of this rope and it went around your neck and, you know, and when you did this, ran this camp um, and you got marked on, I've still got my marked sheet now. And it was, you get a, a green lanyard from it. So I still have my green lanyard from when I, I did this camp and I ran the whole camp myself. And I still have the marking sheet that the person, the assessor came and had a look at and she ticked things and made comments. And it still says on there, Sonia needs to be a bit tidier around the campsite, which I think <laughs> is still probably one of my things when you, when we go camping, I would try a lot harder, but I'm still not that great at it. But I'm getting better. Have you, in the um, camping, have you ever gotten lost or somebody from your group has gotten lost? I don't think so. I don't think so as a leader. I, I really <laughs> hope not as a leader. But as a child, I don't think so, actually. I don't think I, we have got lost. So there's lots of times I've been out by myself where I've got not lost, lost. I knew in the vicinity where I was, but I wasn't sure a hundred percent or there was a pathway, which I was expecting to be there and it wasn't there, but I don't think I've ever got properly lost. And I don't think we've ever lost anybody. Um, even when I was growing up, I don't think we, we had that. Yeah. So I think we've been okay. But that comes down to a lot of planning. You know, whenever we've done hikes and things, there's a lot of planning, a lot of what if someone gets lost, a lot of risk assessments. What do we do? How will we do it? How will we manage it? How do we make sure it won't ever happen? So as a leader, that's come down to a lot of planning. As a child, maybe the, lead, the leader that we were um, under did exactly the same thing. Kind of back to the badges. Um, would you say that badges are an essential part of scouting or would you say just do scouts and you don't need the badges to represent who you are? Oh, that's, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, thing about the badges, I mean, for lots of kids, they get excited about it and want to have the badges because you can see it on your arm. I tell you what, when you get a full arm of badges and you get, if you get a real sense of pride and your uniform becomes really important to you, as opposed to when you just have one or two or so, when you get quite a lot of badges on, you start to get quite a, yeah, a feeling of pride and accomplishment and achievements that other people can see. And that I think is something worth giving it a try for. So even though people might not be so excited about 
there are some people who just aren't that bothered about it and that's fine i'm quite happy if not if they don't want to do badges but giving it a try and giving it a go and you're starting to collect a few badges it does really give you a sense of achievement the other thing about the badges is that it helps you i think helps scouts to try new things things that they didn't know they could do or didn't know like oh there's a badge for street spots now that's brilliant okay let's give that a try um so i think it's the badges are really good at introducing new things um that perhaps you wouldn't have tried before that's how i got actually um the caving is another really good one another example of one of the ones that i looked at and thought well, how do you do that um and you know certainly from my last group a lot of our group have got caving badges now and you guys are halfway there i think we've got we've got most you know two or three one or two to go now i think for you guys uh so one last question um what was the hardest badge that you think was hardest to earn like um for me to earn or to for for you guys to learn uh, in general just the hardest badge the hardest badge i think some of there are some that um i find difficult that are kind of like you know there's some that are like the global ones or some of the kind of you know some of the ones that are a bit more um about subjects outside of what we would normally have to do with and some of those are in the the challenge badges that you have to get to get the you know the full set to get your gold chief scatter award um so i think some of those can be harder sometimes but i think that's actually a really good thing because it's something that we might not necessarily think about or you know it we hear about it on the news or we hear various things but we might not necessarily talk about it so much or sort of think too consciously about it so having those ones uh kind of global or kind of outside of what we can easily do or easily reach um the ones that make you think a bit more they are harder but i think that that's actually a really good thing yeah it gives the scouts a challenge yeah and it's given us it's it's meant that we've had some conversations about some things uh we've i've had with across different scout groups conversations about um transgender type stuff and about um, poverty and about all sorts of issues that maybe some kids haven't you know they don't experience in their day-to-day -day life so having an awareness of that i think is a really good thing but sometimes it's a challenge to find the right information or the right way to kind of do that badge in a way that's going to be engaging so i think that can be challenging <clears throat> Yeah, it can be. And on that note, I think we shall end here the Scouts mm -hmm. podcast. Thank you, Sonia, for coming in and joining us. And thank, thank you, you everyone, me. for listening. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much, Andrew. On one final note, how would you advise anyone to, to get involved with Scouting? Is there any information you can give them? Yeah, you can pretty much just Google Scouts in the, in the name of your area, um, and there'll be information there you know local scout groups um the other way you can do is go into scout headquarters just google scout headquarters and they will have information there about joining and they'll find you a local group if if you're not sure where your local group is awesome awesome thank you very much sonia and take care brilliant thank you bye guys scouts doing scouty stuff is a podcast by scouts for scouts and the wider scouting community 
You can follow us on Twitter at First Pod Scouts, and it's exactly the same on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and carry on scouting.